in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. After our summer break, uh, we all took some time away, and now I brought my first guest. It's a very special human. Um, she and I share some of our paths and our life chapters, so I'm so excited to introduce you, Jamie Morgan, who is a life coach and Gottman Method trained relationship coach. And she's here today to share with us all her wisdom about how to let go of your past heal and thrive. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, let me let me know what was your story? What, what have been all those things in the past that you had to let go? And how did you get to thrive after? Oh, my gosh, I, I, I mean, I, all of our stories, really, right? Don't they start from when we were young and our, our children and we growing into ourselves and learning as we go. But I think the most dramatic shift in my life occurred with my divorce and I was married for 13 years to my ex-husband and we had a beautiful marriage we had two little boys that came from that marriage my Charlie and Oliver and we we went through a lot together I can't say it was a per you know I don't believe in perfect relationships, right? I think that they can be perfect for us but I believe in relationships where we come together with the hope and desire to grow and learn in ways that will bring us closer together as we move through the troubles that we all face, because that's just life, right? So I think that my relationship with my ex-husband, we, we definitely had our ups and downs, but we were very committed to working through it. And um, he ended up getting diagnosed with a really rare form of cancer that is uh, incurable, but he's doing very well. So we do believe he'll probably have a very long life ahead of him, I don't think. I don't think this will be the end of him for sure, which I'm grateful for. But anyways, we went through this really scary, scary time together. As anybody knows who's faced any illness, cancer, you name it. When you all of a sudden have your life put in front of you and you're not sure, is my husband, the father of my children going to be around? And I, I can only imagine what he was going through because, of course, I experienced it through my lens. Um, we went through his cancer for a year and a half. In which, at which point he left the marriage and he ended everything. And for me, it was very, very sudden, very out of left field. I didn't see it coming. I was devastated. And, you know, it just, I've learned over the past four years since it happened that there's so much to be gained through those experiences, like all of the tough things we go through in life when we're going through them. Yeah, it feels terrible. It's awful. We feel it's scary, but I can look back now and know how much that that propelled me forward into my growth. And, and so in ways I can really, really, truly say, I'm so grateful for what that experience brought to my life. And, and I'm also grateful on how we've managed through our divorce. And I'm very lucky to 
go through a divorce with a person that is as focused on making it as beautiful for our children um, and, and making them a priority, right? But through that, I just really realized, I think very early on after he left that it was, you know, if my kids were going to be okay, I really felt strongly, whether it was true or not, I do believe in it though. I, I felt like if I'm okay, my kids will be okay. I can model this for them, that if I can do it for myself, then they can see that they too can survive and not only survive, but thrive through what felt like the most difficult thing we'd ever been through. And my kids, of course, were five and seven at the time. I mean, it's so heartbreaking to watch your children when they do struggle through those times, but we did. I It pushed me to rise. And so it was through that time that I did my most deepest inner work and really felt so compelled to look within, become my best self. And I guess I was very motivated by my children to really like figure it out. And how can I do this better? And how can I see this divorce as an opportunity rather as rather than seeing it just as a failure, because I don't know, I'm sure your listeners out there, if anybody who's been through divorce or end of a relationship, it's traumatic. And I think so often we come out of it feeling like failures and alone, scared and devastated and in shock. And you just really, you just, you're not sure at the time if you're going to survive this. Right. And so I think that it's just so important now for me to share what I've learned along the way, because I think it's just been so when, when you can choose to see it as an opportunity, it can be something so beautiful, right? Because you can see it as this is actually an opportunity to start again, to start fresh, to, to lead into this next chapter of my life and make it as wonderful and amazing as I want it to be. I'm getting a second chance to do that. So I, I think if we can change our perspective on it in anything in life, right, we can, we can choose to see it differently and expand our experiences tenfold. And divorce is such a complex process because it's paradoxical that on the one hand, you have this opportunity for growth, for I'm going to make it, I'm going to thrive. And on the other hand, you have this almost somatic uh, feeling of, oh no, this is going to be terrible. I'm culturally being programmed to, this is going to be very traumatic. This is going to be very painful. So I know that you said after I went through that and I was able to complete it in a way that I felt okay with it. Now it's important for me to share what I learned. Did you have anyone as you were going through those process, helping you sort of coexist in those two paradoxical states of this is going to be wonderful. And oh my God, this is going to be horrible. And I had my own coach. And one of the things that really just came to mind as you said that was one of the things he shared with me during that time was how we can coexist in a single moment or a single time frame of our lives and feel two very opposite emotions at the same time. And it's something I don't think I would have believed you could you could be true before it actually happened to me because something at the time I remember I was really struggling with like I'm devastated but I'm also really happy and it feels weird to be happy when I know that I'm devastated and then I'd feel guilty and I had this real like internal struggle with that and it was something I, I remember also using that to help with my kids because I could sense it in them too this almost they 
for a little bit of time, obviously it's unconscious with children, but they, it was as if they were a little bit afraid to be happy. They weren't sure that they were allowed. And so it was like, look, I'm happy. And I can, I, I can cry at the, at the same time as I can experience joy. Do you know what I mean? And we just sort of feel those emotions as we come, but we're still allowed to be happy. And I do believe that you are allowed to see your divorce as an opportunity to rise. And there, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful way of looking at it rather than looking at it as just an ending and, and something that's really negative. That's one of the main missions in my life is like, if I can have people say, okay, we're facing divorce and it's not for me to judge whether that's good or wrong or bad or, or necessary. But once you're faced with that decision, I just want you to know that you can either go through it or you can grow through it. I just don't want people thinking they are locked into this box of it's going to be horrendous. Yes, in the past, that's what it was. We had a system that promoted that. You had to find someone that was at fault. Now we do not have that. Now we can just say we completed this marriage, which is also something that I think that we need to start acknowledging. We live in a society that we, I mean, everything is just changing so fast and we're living so much longer and women have much more financial independence. The, the level of consciousness that we're reaching is just through the roof. So to expect that we can honor agreements from the past in a society that is changing so rapidly, it's almost like, can we change the paradigm? And again, you know that there is a lot of people who are coming to the table saying, I would like to end my marriage. Nothing is wrong with it, but I think that it's completed. And for us to not throw shame, judgment, or criticism on it, again, I want people to know, yes, there is an option for that. Because I don't know if you found with your clients, I have women come to me and say, yes, we're going through divorce. The relationship was bad, but then he, I work mostly with women, he had an affair. And I have to tell you, I felt that sort of complexity of, I felt very sad and devastated. And at the same time, I felt relieved and happy that we were moving on. Mm -hmm. And I remember working with women in this situation and saying, how would you have liked the experience if you hadn't had this bitter ending? If when we had that signals of something is not good, and you work on the relationship, but you couldn't fix it. You had to end it. But then you were able to end it in a positive manner. Like, how different will our world be? Oh, exactly. And that's what I was saying. You know, I am really grateful to have um, my ex-husband who has embraced the situation with grace and in the way that we, we really want to work together. And in a sense, we're developing a new type of relationship. It's not the relationship we had, and it's not the romantic love relationship of our family that we, we had, but it's a new relationship where we are the, the parents of these two beautiful boys. And how are we going to flow through this as, you know, as smoothly as we can? And I think when you do it from a place of love and you come in with the right intention of wanting to come together rather than having the divorce tear you apart because it is as, as much as it is a separation, it doesn't have to tear, you know, I think there's just so much negative that everybody expects around divorce, but it doesn't need to be that way. If we can accept, you know, that it's okay and, and let go of the shame associated with it. I'm, I dream of a world when somebody says to you, I'm going, I'm going to get a divorce. We remove the, completely politically incorrect answers that we right now give to those people, which is, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That must be devastating. That's horrible. We're already like pre-programming them. We're mm -hmm. throwing shame at them by saying, oh my God, how can you do this? Or how could he do this? 
um, what is going to happen to your children? I want all those answers to be gone and to be replaced by this. This must be a challenging re- transition for you. How can I help you? These are the names of these coaches. I know that deal with this. Please find the help that you need. These are some books that I recommend and I am here. How can I help you? Oh, 100%. I think that to be able to take it and embrace the learning through it and be able to help people rise through it. And like you said, it's a transition. So it's a change and all changes present us with, you know, we're learning new things. But again, that's, to me, that's growth. That's just expanding us even more. Like I just sort of feel like the more experience I have through life, it's expanding my ability to have and come into any situation with anybody, any relationship, whether it be work with my kids, with my partner, with compassion and understanding through all the growth and learning that I've had. Right. And I think that that's important for us to see it that way. And I love the, that it's not necessarily this awful thing, but a a transition, a shift. It's a transition that in my opinion, you get to choose how it's going to be. And I know that for some people, this may sound very triggery, thinking you don't know my soon-to-be ex. He's not going to let me choose. But this is the part where I say there is so much control that we can do behind the scenes in directing the, the process. You just have to learn how. So I don't think it's a process to do it alone. I think there's a process where you need a professional to help you. And I also think that you need to learn the tools. And I know that you have a tool that I really want to get into our conversation, which is the 3C framework for conflict resolution and co-parenting. So a lot of the problem with divorce is conflict. It's just we we have to negotiate with someone who we don't like anymore, who may not even trust, and yet we have to keep the basics of respect and trust into that uh, communication. So would you give us those tips on the three C's for resolution? Absolutely. And I mean, to me, a, a, a relationship that we have with our partner is in many ways, obviously different than with our ex, with our ex husband or ex partner, but there's many similarities. It's a relationship. Okay, period. And in relationships, the three C's that are so key are communication, conflict resolution, and connection. And although that connection is different with our ex, we still have a connection. And quite often it's our children and our history. And, you know, and so if you do share children, you want to be able to do it the best way and stay connected in the best, most healthy way for the for the best, so your kids can have the best chance at having a, a thriving future, not being scarred by what they witness between their parents battling back and forth through the years, right? Because I mean, so many of us have talked to people or we've experienced it ourselves where you know people who had parents that divorced and it was a nightmare of fighting and conflict and putting the kids in the middle and the stress that that causes and what you carry, you carry that those with you for life. And, and it, but it doesn't have to be that way. So again, it's working on the connection skills with your ex-partner, even though that relationship is now different and then communication. I mean, learning basic communication skills for all of us is so important for our relationships to be able to actually you know, when we think about communication, we automatically quite often assume we're talking about talking, which is true, but it's even more importantly, it's about listening. And when somebody in a relationship feels heard and they feel like you are genuinely listening to them. So if your ex-partner feels like 
when you're communicating about whatever it might be, but you're hearing them and you're listening, they calm down and they match your energy and they're more willing to hear what you have to say. And it starts this beautiful kind of dance between the two of you of you want to hear what I want to, what I have to say. And I equally want to hear what you have to say. And it starts this beautiful upward spiral rather than a downward spiral. I always, I refer to that in relationships, like the upward spiral is beautiful where you you're building and building, building on the positive. And when you can listen and hear and validate a person that you're communicating with, they feel like they, you can hear it in their voice. They relax. They're not on the defense, right? So communication skills are essential with dealing with, with through divorce and managing that relationship moving forward. And then lastly, the conflict skills, conflict resolution and being able, because conflicts are going to come up any relationship you have. And it's learning the tools to be able to manage through those conflicts in a healthy way that actually brings you closer together and fosters better communication down the road. And a lot of that to me is revolving around being intentional mm. and calm. It's easier said than done, right? But, you know, really learning the skills to manage your heart rate and to be able to tune in of when you're getting into this heightened fight or flight state. When you're, as soon as our heartbeats are over a hundred beats per minute, and you may not know what your heart rate is, but I promise you, if you start paying attention, you know, when you're in that state, we all know when we're getting flustered and you start getting hot and you're angry, mm -hmm. you start talking louder, you start talking faster, and then it, the battle starts. And so if we can learn the skills to keep our heart rate down while we're communicating, even through really difficult conversations and come back to those key listening skills, that's going to change the dynamic of those conflicts. So it's, you know, and, and I think we all know when, through divorce, because it is such a, it can be, doesn't have to always be, but it can be a very high stress time. And so that in itself lends itself to more, to more conflict. So to have these skills in your toolbox, as you head into this next chapter in your life is so helpful to be able to do it in a way that you can be proud of at the end of the day. And that is key that you mentioned your next chapter as well, because what I tell my women is, I know this is hard. I know that your mind is, is racing at a thousand miles per hour. And I'm trying to teach you how to do the opposite, how to calm your nervous system, how to disengage the amygdala so we can still, still uh, remain centered. I know that this is very hard, but know that this kind of, I call divorce an initiation. It's a process where you are asked to step up or step down. And if you choose to step up, then you learn all these tools and then you get to use for all the relationships in your life. So once you learn how to communicate in a non-conflict manner with your ex, you won the lottery. Like next, you have to communicate with your future partner, with your new husband, with your children. I mean, I have teenagers now. All my days spent negotiating and communicating with them. And I use all the skills that I learned from conscious communication techniques to be like, okay, how do we maintain a level where we're both being heard and where... We're not attached to the outcome, which again, I know that it's very hard for people to hear when they're like, no, no, but I'm negotiating for custody and this is all I want. It's like, yes, but there is another half in this picture. We need to hear at least what it is that they want. So I'm curious, how do you help your, I, I'm, I'm going to presume, do you work mostly with women? 
I work with women and couples. So, you know, cause I kind of, because I really do so much of my coaching um, comes from a real strong place of what I've gone through and what I experienced. And so I love working with women who have gone through divorce and are transitioning into the next chapter of their lives and couples who are, whether it's their first or marriage or second marriage or whatever, it's to give them the skills they need to, so that they can stay in that relationship and prevent divorce and create a love that feels easy. Mm. So for those people who said like, okay, I did get damaged with my divorce. I'm actually like kind of traumatized for what happened. How do you help them heal and thrive and move into the next chapter without the baggage? Well, one of the biggest things I think when you go through divorce, and I mean, realistically, I think so many of us, it's, it carries through with all aspects of our life, but we tend to, as humans, especially when we've gone through a tough time, we get stuck in the past. And whether that be with resentment, with guilt, with shame, um, replaying situations, what could I have done differently? How could I have done this better? Why, why me? All the things I think we've all, you know, we can relate to that on some level. And the, the thing is, is as much as there's, there's such value in honoring our emotions and feeling the feelings, that's so important to have a good cry, to acknowledge the pain, the anger, all of it. But then to understand that when we are like circling in our minds, like in that, I call it the spin where we get into it. And that's what builds such anxiety, right? Is we are, we have no power. We've let go of, we've released all of our power because the past is gone. We can't redo it. It's over. And so it's really just, as much as we want to acknowledge those feelings and get the emotions out, we need to come back into the present moment and really acknowledge where we are right now here in this moment. I am okay. I am strong. I will survive. And where do I want to be moving forward? What do I want for my life? And coming back into that present moment to acknowledge like with awareness of how far we've already come rather than staying stuck in the past. And I think that, you know, it's a, it's a process of letting go. And the thing that so many, I am sure that your listeners, your clients come to you often saying, I just want to let go. I want to be able to let go. And I've realized that letting go isn't an action. And I think so often people just want that magic key. Like, how do I let go? Tell me, tell me the formula. And to me, it's, it's, it's more the result. Letting go is the result of continually raising our awareness to when we're stuck in the past, when we're stuck in that shame cycle, guilt cycle, resentment, he did this, she did that, really, really just replaying it all in our minds of how terrible that was. And I hate that that happened. That's a game. We're, we're, we're giving all our power to the past. We can't change it. Whereas if we can raise our awareness to the present moment, acknowledge, okay, I'm feeling it, have a good cry, feel the feelings, and then come back with a deep breath of surrender. It is what it is. And I'm not trying to minimize the situation. It can be painful, but it is what it is. Here we are. Okay. So surrendering to it and then becoming very clear on what you want moving forward. And when you start doing that sort of, you know, those steps continually raising your awareness, feeling the feelings, but coming back into the present moment, choosing how you want to move forward, 
doing that actively over and over, you'll find over time, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, one day you're going to wake up and go, I let go. How did I do that? Like you don't even, you almost don't even realize that you did it because it's the result of this continual acknowledging your feelings and surrendering to them, acknowledging, surrendering, but then choosing your future. There is also this almost a human need to stay stuck. I've, I've seen that we want to let go, but at the same time, we want to stay in the comfort in the comfort of our habits. It's mm -hmm. so easy to predict the future based on what's happened in the past. So if so-and-so has been uh, filling the blank in the past, it's going to continue to be this. And letting go of that idea of, well, whatever happened in the past doesn't have to be a predictor of what's going to happen in the future. You are the, the, the denominator in between. Can you change yourself? So then the circumstances will change. But we feel this resistance from the inside because then that's the work. Like for me, letting go involves a lot of forgiveness. And how often do we go like, but I cannot forgive him. I cannot let this go. So when we are in that place of, I am attached, I'm so attached to this pain mm -hmm. that even the, these tools of accept it, feel it, are keeping you blocked. Do you have any magic, mm, I don't wanna say mind hack, but a practice that can help them get unstuck? And that's part of that surrender and something I work with my clients through all the time that has been extremely powerful in my own life. When I know that your listeners can't see me right now, but when I surrender, I, I, I visibly exhale. And it, if you could see me right now, you'd see that I put my, my palms out. It's almost like a, oh, well, and I'm not minimizing again. I'm not minimizing the situation, but it, that's part of surrendering is going, it is what it is with my palms out open. And, and I always tell my clients, hand it over to the universe or to your higher power, whether that's God or Buddha or the universe, whatever resonates for you, hand it over, surrender so that you can enjoy your life. And if it feels too big right now, if that forgiveness piece, like you were talking about, and I totally get that, it can at times feel impossible like, you know, to forgive when you feel so stuck in that anger. But imagine if you could in this moment, imagine what it would feel like if you could forgive. What could that feel like for you and kind of surrender into that and just exhale into that and sort of envision yourself handing it over to a higher power. And for me, there is just something so powerful to that. Um, handing it over. It's this visualization I have of my mind of me taking this thing that I don't know how to solve. I don't know how to forgive, or I don't know how to let go. And like visibly, physically handing it over to the universe, trusting in full faith that that will be handled and that I don't have to carry it. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I can relax into that. And that really does. It's, it's a powerful, powerful practice to begin. And it's actually quite extraordinary what you, what you can witness if you start really whatever resonates for you as your spiritual higher power, God, to trust that they've got you. And when you can hand that over and know that you don't have to carry it and you, that you will figure it out, it's, it's an incredible relief. And I find that more often than not, that thing that we're looking for, whether it be forgiveness or letting go, just happens that much more easily 
when mm-hmm. I'm able to trust that that I ha- that I'm not alone. And it's also in in if I need a coach or a therapist or anybody that can help us who has been there and has the skills and tools to guide you through this this time in your life, you know. Yeah, I, I think that we we do heal in community and we heal by learning and modeling what others have done. So I mm-hmm. love the example that you just gave at that somatic release that giving mm-hmm. it to the higher power. I encourage everybody to try it. And also be compassionate because this is not a, oh, I did it once and then all the answers came and everything got solved. I, I joke with my son, we started going to the gym, well, since February. And every every day, whenever we left the gym, we would show our muscles, look at us, look at us. But it was only last week that we actually looked and went, actually, now there is muscle here. It's been months of us going there and pretending that we were getting any muscle tone. So when it comes to matters of the mind, the mind is just like your body. It's going to need repetition. It's going to need, and a lot of compassion to say, oh, maybe I wasn't able to release all of it today. Maybe it'll happen tomorrow. Forgiveness, again, letting go, all those higher frequency states, they don't happen overnight. For me, forgiveness is actually an incredibly complex process. It's like it's like they're giving you this algebra formula that you have to understand and then resolve. And it doesn't happen overnight. For some people, it may not even happen in this lifetime, but every day, just go there and try these practices. I love that example. Uh, One last thing that I wanted to ask is, how do you help those who have gone through this process and they're ready, but they don't know how to feel fulfilled, worthy, and ready to love again? Oh, I love working with my clients that are in this space um, when they're feeling just so ready, because I think what gets you to that place when I work with women, it's about gaining that authentic confidence. And this is something I did for myself. And this is a huge part of that transition after my divorce is really diving into the inside work. And that really included like facing my demons and my fears and really coming to terms with self-acceptance self-love. And I think the thing so many of us get fooled by is we believe that to be confident or to love ourselves, that we have to love everything about ourselves and that we have to just like think we're wonderful. And the reality to me is that the most authentic confidence is about accepting. It's accepting the good with the bad because we're imperfect humans are nobody's perfect we're all imperfect beings on this planet doing our best and always learning and when we can really get to know who we are what our core values are what we stand for what lights us up and doing that work with women you see it you can hear it in their voice as they begin to rise into themselves as they start to really see themselves for who they are and gain this clarity on what they want. And when you can combine the clarity of knowing what you want, and let's say in terms of relationship, like we're talking about, if you feel like you are ready for your next relationship, well, let's get really clear. What do you want? Not only what do you want your person to be like, but that, you know, that's important, but what will you look like together? What's your life going to be like together? What do you desire? Like getting so specific and clear on what that vision is for your life with another person again on your next chapter and then combining it with that confidence 
peace and that self-acceptance, that true self-love and acceptance, it's like this explosion of like energy goes off. And it's so exciting to see because as people step into their confidence, they realize that this thing that they want, they deserve. And that's the key. When you believe that you deserve it, it thinks you, everything in your world starts to shift. Like you, you start seeing different people show up in your life and that's where you really do start attracting new love in in beautiful ways. And, and it's, it's magical. And so I love, I love doing that work with my clients on really, you know, I think so often we, we talk about in our society about confidence and it can be confused as, you know, how we look in a bathing suit or what size of jeans we wear and things like that. And don't get me wrong. That's a part of it. Body image and, and body acceptance is a part of our confidence, but it's not all of it. And it's really understanding the full scope of what authentic confidence looks like and feels like and how it shifts your energy and then shifts what you know you deserve for yourself. Couldn't agree more to me. Confidence, it says to me, it's the can-do attitude. It's, yes, I can do that. And whenever you hear any sentence that you say, no, I can't, whatever comes behind, that's the place where you're not being confident. And guess what? Nothing to be ashamed. It's just a place where you need to do some work. See if you can figure out by yourself, help of books, or the help of a guidance. But just know that, like you mentioned before, we don't get the life that we deserve. We get the life that we think that we deserve. So be very, very conscious. And again, I'm sure that when, with your communication that you were talking about before, the communication that we have with ourselves, it's part of that equation. So we have to be very careful, very aware of what we say to ourselves so we can expand what's possible for us. Absolutely. It's uh, the way we talk to ourselves and I hear it so often. It's, you know, you, it's so easy to see it in other people too, which is a great lesson actually for all of us to really start paying attention to what you hear other people say. How do they talk about themselves? Are they really negative? Because we can learn so much about who we want to be by watching how other people are, right? And, and really notice the people that show up and that you're attracted to. And they're, you know, we always, we talk about these people who are magnetic. Um, and you just, there's people that we all know that we just want to be around. They're just so lovely to be around. Well, pay attention to how they talk. And you'll, you'll notice commonalities in people who really do have authentic confidence. And it's not about ego. It's not about being like so full of yourself. It's just about knowing who you are and being okay with who you are and loving that person. And what happens is you start to attract this beautiful energy and it, and, and it emits beautiful energy and people notice it. And so those people too start noticing what they say. The confident people, like you're talking, they speak positively and they, they believe in themselves. And I think that we really have to watch the inner narrative that plays in our minds and that we speak to ourselves because that becomes the reality that we all live. Mm. So much wisdom in today's words. I can always tell a woman whose divorce was an initiation for her and she stepped to the next level as they speak and all the lessons that they learn. And Jamie, you're one of those women. So I admire your growth and what you're doing in the world to 
help other women and couples to, to get to that place of confidence, of acceptance, of letting go and thriving, which ultimately is what we all want. Um, I have a couple more questions before we go. The first yeah. one is, where do you see your next great chapter? Oh, my next great chapter for me, I, I really just want to keep sharing. I really have, like, I help people define what lights them up to become their most authentic selves, like we were just talking about. And it's, I just want to do that for myself. It's continue on this journey because I have found that. And when I am coaching and when I am helping other women and couples to rise into their best selves and reach those goals, whether it be their personal growth goals and in confidence and moving forward and getting unstuck in where they're at in life, or whether it be with creating a really healthy and strong relationship that can last for life and actually feel easy. That's what I see myself doing is just continuing to share. And I really am so excited because my husband, my new husband and I, we've been married actually tomorrow will be our third year anniversary. So Justin and I, um, we are doing our very first couples retreat coming up in September. And so we really have high big dreams of continuing with those retreats and hopefully taking them international and traveling and doing couples retreats and couples holidays together, where not only can we share in the excitement of seeing the world, but helping other couples to share in the joy that a relationship can truly feel like when you have, when you're equipped with the tools you need and when you invest in your relationship. That is brilliant. We'll put all your information in the show notes. So whoever is interested in these retreats and the next ones can find you. And the other question that I have is where do you see the world's next great chapter? Oh, I really want for the world to, to just be, come back to love, to come back to, and I think that that's, that's sort of, it sounds so cliche, but it's the answer for everything. I think so often we uh, get stuck in fear and I can see that in the world in, in so many aspects. It, it's almost anything you can look at that feels scary and big right now. I mean, look at the pandemic that we've just gone through. There's so much fear attached to so many things. And I think when we can shift that and come into, a, come from more of a place of love and coming together and connection, to me, that would make the world a better place. So that's what I hope for is the next the next step for our world and humanity is to really recognize the power that comes from connection and love. Mm, let's make it happen. <laughs> I love it. Make it happen. Absolutely. Jamie, where can everybody find you? Oh, come and find me at my Facebook group. It's a free group. It's the Abundant Life group on Facebook. I'm sure you'll have the link um, with the podcast here. And that's just, a, that's the best way to find me so much free information and guided meditations and just really explains a lot about what I do and who I am. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Jamie, and for the incredible work that you're doing in this world. Thank you. Thank you. And to everybody else, aloha, and I'll see you next week. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter, and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.